0: SAFM Sports Rap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Rap and a jam packed show for you this evening, slightly late on Tuesday but uh, thank you for joining us. Coming up on tonight's show we'll be chatting about the Springbok team selection that was made today for Saturday's test. We're also going to be chatting some netball but uh, big news so far today. Uh, Football I can tell you that England have come from a goal down to beat Wales by two goals to one. It was a very late Daniel Sturridge winner. Uh, So 2-1 the score there. Other football in the Euros to look forward to tonight. The late game sees Poland taking on Germany and as we speak right now, Northern islands up against the Ukraine. There's also a big golf taking place this weekend, day one of the US Open. The bad news is though, play has been suspended due to inclement weather. Andrew Landry is in the lead. He has a two three-stroke advantage uh, over the chasing pack. Bubba Watson, Danny Lee, Lee Westwood, as well as Bryson DeChambeau are all on two under. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Rap, we'll chat some skateboarding.
1: SAFM SportsRap
0: you're listening to SAFM Sports Rap and it is Youth Day today. I hope you had a, a fabulous, fabulous day and uh, I know there were a whole bunch of people who had an incredible day out at Vilakazi Street in Soweto. Today was the regional finals uh, for the uh, KDC. We spoke about it last night, the Kimberley Diamond Cup Grand Slam, and, uh, yeah, there was a whole day's worth of festivities planned today, and we joined once again by the spokesperson for World Skateboarding Federation, uh, Ronaldo Fisser. Ronaldo, welcome on to SAFM Trap once again. Hi, uh, Fred. Did, did you guys have a good day today?
2: Oh, we had a fabulous day. It was an absolute stunner, and I mean, the kids and the spectators that had such a ball. It was an amazing um, sort of, you know, the setting, um, the date, the um, you know, the commemorating um, the the Soweto uprising, but then celebrating it in such a positive way. Um, it was, I mean, it was very emotional, um, and but it was some of the most exciting skateboarding I've seen in a while. So yeah, it was it was just an incredible day, and there was such a great vibe and an awesome spirit amongst the youngsters. And yeah, we saw some fabulous skateboarding. And if this is the way South African skateboarding is going, um, you know, I can see the swing by Olympics 2020.
0: I can't wait. It's, it sounds amazing. But uh, for those who who didn't listen last night, there was a a big skate clinic and, and board handout this morning. There was also a youth day discussion, motivational talk, and then obviously the competition, the qualifiers, and and in various age groups, it, it got underway this morning with the the thirteen and under qualifiers. How, how did those go? Oh,
2: the top guns. They are I, 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 they're always such a pleasure to um, to watch. You know, the the youngsters. They are so determined and incredibly skilled it's um, it's amazing to watch them I, i'm a mother so i find it absolutely nerve-wracking <laughs> what they do but they are they are so they are so cool um so um, one of the stiliano twins brian came in second and then the young jamie de villiers from durban he has been showing exceptional skill and progress over the past couple of years he's only 12 um but he sort of slammed it and um, so he was the top um top gum of the day um, and then in the open division, we had um, – and, and that just shows you the, the reputation of the Kimberley Diamond Cup and all these contests that they put on. And um, there's a German guy that's sort of uh, – I don't know if he's moved permanently, but he's become a feature um, uh, on the circuit uh, called Tabu uh, Um He finished third, and then one of my personal favorites, Kulin Gubani, came in second, um, showed some of his uh, normal charisma on the on the circuit – um, he's a great favor, you know, great favorite with the crowd normally because he's, he's just, he's such a cool dude, and he's and he skates uh, how he skates does um, reflect his personality. So it's awesome to watch him. Um, but then young Brandon Bolillo, he continues his great form. He was the SA champ at the KDC um, Nationals last year, um, and he sort of definitely upped his game. He I know Brandon trains ex. Extremely hard. Um, he, uh, he's in um, his final year at school this year, but um, he often he tells me he practices three, four hours a day. So um, well done to him because it, it was an exceptional show. And then in the, um, the Ryder Cup um, finals, um, the team Wolfpack took it. Uh, that's David Wolf and his um, married men. And then for the best trick, um, Trey Rice uh, took the uh, honours and walked away with 2,000 pocket money for the weekend.
0: Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I, I love those best trick uh, and the names. The names of the tricks are, are my favourite. Uh, can, you, can you recall what what the trick was called that he, or the big one that he pulled off? I actually can't.
2: Um, you know, it's a uh, tr- Trey slipped black blunt safety uh, to the leg <laughs> or right or something. So i mean, I've been I've been watching uh, skateboarding for the past five years, and I'm still sort of um, Pretty uh, dumbstruck by half of the stuff. Number one, I can't think that they devised it. Number two, I can't think they attempted it. And number three, when they pull it off, um, but it's it's and and that is one of my favorite parts in in terms of the crowd interaction because you know these guys literally just throw everything at it. So it was it was an awesome awesome contest and it was great to see all the guys out there and sort of traveling from all over the country. Um and then this of course means that they um they straight through to um Kimberley on the third of october um they so they'll first compete in the um the um, s a nationals and then if they rank high enough then they go go up against the best guy, the best skateboarders in the world.
0: Brilliant. Uh, that, that's obviously the the uh, Kimberley Diamond Cup in in October. This was one of the regional qualifiers. I mean, are, are there others? This is obviously the big one in Soweto. Where, where, where do the others take place?
2: Oh, they will. They'll. they'll we still have to do one more in uh, Durban. That will happen, and that's uh, that's a, a, another great event because it happened on the beach uh, front. Um, so that will be um, cut up, uh, coming up next month, the sixteenth and seventeenth of July. Um, and then we'll have there will be a couple more in there will be a, an event it will be a skateboarding for hope a event in mainland and um, Pretoria. Then they'll do, do a Cape Town, um, and then they will do another one at Canal Walk, which is an awesome. They actually clear the centre court. That will be at um, sort of early in September, and then they'll do a Northern Cape tour, which takes in sort of you know the home of skateboarding, Kuruman, Posmansburg and then a couple of them in Kimberley themselves before the, the main event in, in Kimberley at the Kumba Skate Plaza.
0: I never thought I'd hear the words, the home of skateboarding Kuruman in the same sentence. That, that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, you know, they, 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 the Northern, we do a couple of um, Northern Cape tours. And when you they've literally just come off one um, last week where they did Springbok, Upington, the R. And you, you go to those places and all the district municipalities have created skate facilities. Um so, when the skateboarding for hope to uh moves through, then these kids have boards, and they are hardly a child in the, any of those areas that don't skate because they you know it's it's like a fever that's caught and it's just spread and because we return on an annual basis, it is exceptional to see how the the skateboarding and how the kids have just embraced the sport and everybody is into it the girls the boys. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's for us it's very important that because of the Northern Cape, um, the provincial government's involvement, to take it back to its roots and to take it back into the Northern Cape ex- specifically um, and to grow skateboarding there and to because it's uh, such an essential part of the youth development program.
0: I think it's incredible. KimberlyDiamondCup.com if you want to find out more on Alda Fissa. Thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Wrap. We look forward to chatting again soon. Uh,
2: it's been a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of Youth Day. <laughs>
3: attention, all fans of Ushasha Pansi, Bulabala, and Isitande. Euro 2016 is here, and if you want to see the Europeans speaking our languages, catch Spain versus Turkey as they battle it out this Friday the 17th of June at 8.30pm. It's all happening on SABC1 and on SABC radio stations. Euro 2016 is brought to you by SABC
0: Sport, for the love of the game. SABC Sport, for the love of the game. This is Sport on SAFM. Every support well, there is big netball to look forward to in Durban this weekend. There's actually lots of things to look forward to in Durban this weekend. The big Ironman 70.3, half Ironman taking place down there on Sunday as well. So Durban is a buzz. but there are three test matches between the Spa Proteas and Wales to look forward to over the next three days. We're joined now by Michael Flissmith. Michael, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to chat.
1: Great stuff. Thanks. Good to be with you, Brad.
0: Michael, you've been following the fortunes of our our national netball team for for the last couple of seasons and they seem to be on the rise. Uh, The Welsh are a a strong netball nation, but uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting test series.
1: It will be, and I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head when you say the last couple of seasons the Spartacias really have been on a bit of an upward curve, particularly since the Netball World Cup last year. Um, That's when when the Australian Norma Plummer took over. And she didn't have much time with the team before that Netball World Cup and uh, did what she could, and they finished fifth there, but it's really been the work since then, and it's been a number of factors. It's been um, her input at um, at, at, at the coaches' level. It's been her input into um, developing coaches in South Africa and assisting with the kind of coaching that we've got here, which is already at, at quite a high standard. And it's also been, you know, developments like the Brutal Fruit Cup that have expanded and gotten better. And and all of that brings us now to this this first major test series. The British will fancy themselves they should win this test series because they fit in the world, um, the Welsh are ranked eight. They've never lost against the Welsh in 11 previous encounters. But I think the point is that what they want to do in this test series is they want to make a, a, a really strong statement about their potential internationally to start taking on those, those top teams, particularly the top three, Australia, New Zealand and England, and, and become the kind of force in world netball that certainly Plummer believes the South African team can be and, uh, and that the, the players themselves are starting to believe as well.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I think back to that uh, the, the match that, that we played here in South Africa where we beat England on, on South African soil. And I think that, for me, was where it started, this this rise that you're talking about. Yes, I agree, Norma Plummer's involvement with the, with the team has made a big difference, but there's almost a, a sense of belief within the Spa-Proteas now that they can win, and I think that's half the battle won.
1: It is indeed, and I, I put exactly that question to the, the Proteas captain and the Mariko and I said to you, you know, where do you think this team, I mean, you, you, realistically, she's been around international netball for a long time, and and you know she she'll give a critical, objective assessment, not an emotional one at all. And I said, where where can this team realistically go? And she said, look, she does believe it has the potential, and it's got the, the players have now got that self belief, as you said, and she believes they have the potential to challenge the lives of Australia and New Zealand. Maybe not beat them now, and that's a, maybe still a long way off, but they can start being a lot more competitive than they have uh, have been in the past. And, and I think we saw it, you know, certainly with Malawi on African soil, um, Malawi... Perennially have, have have had the better of of the Proteas, and that's now swung the way of of, of South Africa, who, who who tend to get the better of Malawi a lot more now. So uh, so I do think it is it's a it's 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 a process over the last couple of years, and it's really getting a sort of a heightened focus and uh, and a, and, a, and a sort of an extreme professionalism behind it now as well.
0: Michael, let's talk about the coach Norma Plummer she, I've never met her I've i have heard lots of interviews with her and she seems like she's quite a tough cookie that she doesn't take nonsense she's straight down the line she calls a spade a spade and I almost get the feeling that's what we need in South African F-Ball at the moment someone who's not going to wrap our players up in cotton wool she's going to be, be hard on them but, but force them to, to stretch themselves and, 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 and almost get out of their comfort zone to get better I
1: oh, know she is absolutely she, she, she certainly doesn't mince her words and, uh, she's there for one thing and one thing only, and that's to win. And, uh, and, uh, you know, you know, every, every press conference you have with her, you ask her, you know, what are you looking for from this match? What are you looking for from this series? And it starts with, well, a win. And she doesn't. She doesn't want anything less than that. But but she does challenge the players. And I think you know she comes with vast experience. I mean you know she's coached Australia and she's she's a living legend in Australian netball in world netball. She's coached them to two World Cup titles. And um you, you know she knows how the game needs to be played and the level it needs to be played. But she's also realistic. She she she's said a number of times she's not here to enforce an Australian way of playing. She rather wants to, to, to get the South African players to, 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 to play to their best potential. And they're loving it. You know, you can see the way they react to that kind of focus. Um, she does challenge them. She does stress the importance of of, of, of listening to team talks. You know, you know, as she says, you know, when you go onto the court, I want you to be able to to play to a game plan, to deliver the game plan. And if you can't do that, then I want to know why. And she said in this press conference uh, this afternoon, she said, you know, I don't you know, I don't want a player to nod her head and say, yes, I understand you, and then go out in court and not do what I said, because then you're going to find yourself on the bench quickly. Rather ask me to repeat it, and then I'll go through it again. But when you're on court, I want to see it in action, and I want to see it play itself out like we've discussed. So she certainly, she certainly has a very clear focus, and, and the players are responding to it. They, they really enjoy that.
0: There have been big strides in South African netball with, with building sort of development structures and getting things in place. And you mentioned the Brutal Food Cup, which I think is, is, is brilliant for, for the sport. But Norma Plummer has also been quite critical on, on some of the structures and the, and the standard of coaching outside of that. Is, or are, are the steps being taken by Netball South Africa to, to remedy those issues? I mean, if you look at our, our schoolgirl netball, how strong that is, we, 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 we almost battling to bridge that gap from, from schoolgirl netball to the Brutal Food Cup.
1: It is it is a, a multi-layered process indeed, and it's not a perfect situation. Um, I think where you are seeing the successes is um, you're seeing the commitment to to employ somebody like Norma Plummer to get the best in the world and to get the get get access to to um, that for the South African players. So there is that commitment to raise the elite standard of the game. There is that commitment to to develop the coaches. That's the mandate that that Norma Plummer also has, is to um, you know to to mentor the top South African coaches. And you look, Dorette Bardnoss has now joined the coaching team and uh, as an assistant for this series, so she's learning an incredible amount, um, you know, and, and she's 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 been with the under twenty one team for many many years and is one of our top level coaches. So so this is another step up for her. Jenny from of, um, Kauteng North, she's of the Jaguars, she's with the under 21 team coaching them. So there is this desire and, and this focus to increase the standard of, of, uh, the local coaches as well. You mentioned the Brutal Fruit Cup, that expanded to three cities for the first time this year. Um, and, and, and the fact that, you know, it's, it's a longer, it's, it's an eight week sustained competition. It's not the ANZ Championship yet, um, but it's getting there. There is a commitment. To expand it more and give more players access. That's why they did away with the A and the B divisions and the brutal truth to, to to allow more a wider section of players to experience that top level competition. So yes, there are there are there is still a lot of work to be done, but I think we do have to be fair and say there is a commitment to um, to to raising the standard and and the proof is in the pudding. They're getting the best in the world. To, uh, to work in South Africa.
0: Well, it's all happening down in Durban this weekend, the three test series, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Michael, I'm sure the team would love as much support as possible. Where is it happening? Tickets available, I'm sure, at the door.
1: Tickets available at the door at Ticket as well. It's it's taking place at the the Convention Centre, International Convention Centre, and uh, yes, uh, and and the under 21s of the respective teams and are and, and in action as well. So that'll be at six o'clock the under 21s play, and at eight o'clock. It'll be uh, it'll be the senior team. So yeah, I think I think do do get along because it, it's it's going to be a great series from a South African perspective. Taking nothing away from the Welsh, they will be formidable as always, but I think you're going to see something special from the South Africans.
0: We'll have all the results for you here on SAFM. Michael Flissmas, thanks for your time and enjoy the netball this weekend. Cheers, mate.
1: Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. SAFM Sports Wrap.
0: Well, big rugby to look forward to this weekend to the second test between Ireland and South Africa. And Springbok coach Alistair Kutsia sent out a warning to his players to make amends from last week's poor performance or suffer the consequences. At the same time, Kutsia says it would not be fair to judge his players by their performance in one game, and he's hopeful that they'll be able to redeem themselves against Ireland come Saturday at Emirates Airline Park. Kutsia made two changes to his starting 15 with Peter Steph dutoy coming in for the injured Luit Diaga and Elton Jain, in place of the concussed Pat Lambie was
3: unacceptable to concede seven penalties in, within 22 minutes uh, they understand there will be consequences they understand that um, penalties conceding penalties for just be- becoming sloppy and, and tired and, uh, and not sticking to the systems will definitely play it financially or it will hurt them financially or it could cost his position in the team as well so we are starting on a On a new slate this week, therefore I've given the same players, most of them an opportunity to redeem themselves and make sure that they they get it right. I believe in second chances. I believe in players will... We need that to, to improve this weekend and show. If they don't, then obviously I need to look at the other players.
0: On the bench, Franco Mastod and Ruan Kornbrink come in for potential debuts on their home ground, while veteran Mornay Stain will fill the number 10 replacement spot. Kutsia says he has largely kept the same team because he believes in their ability to perform to their potential and that they've worked hard during this week and will have to focus on the basics.
3: Absolutely, that is what the intention is to Come out this week and put up a performance That is uh, In line with the ability of this team A team that will be playing together For the second time And a team that has uh, Looked at the basics and worked hard this week I think uh, Ruan brings another option As a goal kicker for us Having lost Patrick Lambie He had that uh, with Elton Both being you know, quality goal kickers And without Patrick Lambie and his right boot I think Ruan Combrin brings that um, you know, form of uh, assistance to the team and I think it's just uh, unfortunately for Jesse but uh, J.P. Peterson will slot in at 13 and he will back up there. I think last week we had probably four 13s our team with Lion Mappu, Jesse on the bench, J.P. Peterson, uh, that can play the, and, and Jesse on the bench, so uh, that, that to me is a positive change, and it 's the best for the team for this weekend.
0: could see it defended his decision to recall Mornay staying to the team, saying that his experience will be valuable in saturday 's test, and his decision not to elevate Garth April was not to destroy the fledgling's career. Could see it goes on to say he 'll be blooding April in due course
3: yeah i' said it from the you know from the start when I was appointed that the reason why I brought in Garth April is to make sure that Garth uh, Develop as a player And by developing He gets closer to the uh, Springbok squad I uh, wouldn't want it to select Overseas based players As a number 3 Only 1 and 2 if, or When I wake up tomorrow morning Elton John Is not well Who do I fall back onto Please, I've got a Morne Stone that's done it. He's been there, test Mitch Rugby. Uh, it will give the team confidence. It will give every, uh, everyone confidence in the setup. He's been there with, uh, with the Springboks for the last four years, so it's nothing new to him. And that's a role, and that's how I would like to, uh, look at the development of youngsters like a Garth April. One thing, it's, and I know there's an expectation that youngsters must play, but, uh, you can also destroy youngsters, and there's a way of blooding young players, and I feel that's the way I, I go about doing it.
0: Gutiere says he's rewarded Lions lock Franco Morsted for an excellent showing during the Super Rugby season so far, as well as his commitment in training this week.
3: In fact, he has been so close, I could have initially selected four lock forwards uh, with uh, the start of the campaign, or the start before we got together. Um, but at this t- time, we deemed it fit to go with three lock forwards, and one playing at least a game for the SAAs And then it happened that Peter Steff. Uh, you know, pulled out, almost pulled out with a tight hamstring, uh, and fortunately for Peter Steff healed in time. But, uh, and we kept run. Uh, uh, sorry, Franco Mosselt with the squad. He's been playing superb rugby for the Lions throughout this campaign. He's a uh, hundred percenter. He, you know, during training, the two weeks, um, he's given everything again, you know. So that is how it happens in life. You keep doing the right thing, your opportunity will come, and hopefully, you'll get his chance this weekend.
0: Kutsia also spoke fondly of Locke Peter Steff DeToy and the impact he made off the bench last weekend as well as his expectations of him. Jankis has been given the chief decision-making role in the team and Kutsia says he'll be looking to the number 10 to dictate play for the box. Yeah, I just think
3: uh, Peter Steff did obviously obviously uh, got a bit of a fright last week when he, he pulled up a bit or his hamstring played up but that is sorted out. He made a massive impact off the bench last weekend and hopefully, you know, as a starter he could continue. For us uh, He played well with Even throughout uh, The campaign The Super Rugby campaign As well So hopefully we'll see That kind of form Elton um, You know And I know There will be A huge expectation For Elton to fire And that's uh, The least I'm, I'm expecting I just want to see Elton uh, Take control of the game Manage dwell That's a big thing About test match rugby It's not hitting sixes I expect Elton To get us to play In the right areas Of the field I expect Elton you know, to to beat the rush and to be clever, making good decisions when the space is on at the back, and get us there and put the ball there. Um, and I know a lot of people expect a bit of running rugby and, and that, and my my philosophy about it, if it's on, then it's on, and that is something that we've worked on uh, throughout this week, and um, it could be on minute one, and players must be able to make those decisions, but you 're not going to play unnecessary if it 's not on, N- not going to create where this Elton is playing there, and I know that there will be an expectation that because he 's there, we must have this attacking player at all costs at all times we 're not there to create anything if it 's not on, but making good decisions, and that is what I expect of Elton, and I know he, he can run and he can manage a game well.
0: Kutsia says he's pleased with the team's preparation this week and admitted that they were caught out by being tactically naïve last weekend. He says the execution will have to be on point as to their attention to detail.
3: Like I said, we were a bit naïve last week tactically, uh, thinking because we got one-man one, one man advantage, the space would necessarily be, be out wide and we were chasing it and pushing it, you know, and forcing it a bit and we made a lot of execution errors in the wide channel but I'm sure we've learned from last week, uh, and especially the, uh, the attention to detail. It's massively important for us this week. Players understand um, you know, where the challenge just would be coming from and how to react to those challenges. So we've had a good week. I'm really pleased with the uh, preparation.
0: Well, kick-off is at 5 o'clock on Saturday afternoon at Ellis Park, and we'll have live crossings here on SAFM during SAFM Sports Special with Craig Ray and John Gerica on Saturday afternoon. SAFM Sports Rap. That's it for sports wrap this evening. I'm back again tomorrow afternoon. Uh, actually, it's full sports wrap tomorrow. There's no sport on PM Live because of the special election broadcast. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning uh, on AM Live. Quick football update for you from the Euros. Ukraine up against Northern Ireland is goalless at half time. And in the Gulf, the U.S. Open taking place. It is Andrew Landry who has the leads, three strokes uh, up on Bubba Watson. He is on five under. And that's it. Right now it is seven o'clock and time for your news.